Hi, you're listening to Ladding Geek Podcast with me, Phil Silverwood. Or, as it's known to his friends, Dr. No Friends. Aha. Uh-huh. And of course, <laughs> that there is Jeff. Octopus the, man, the Badland. The man with the gold and guns. Brilliant. <laughs> and you may notice that uh, we've got newfound... We've got sparkle in our eyes again. Because we've decided to record not first thing in the morning. Yeah, the sun's up. How do you like that? We can, it's we can finally record it. And we have got to apologise for last week and the week before. Uh, Jeff went on holiday... And then we recorded the worst podcast I've ever heard. <laughs> I mean, it was awful, so I didn't... <laughs> I was drunk. <laughs> we recorded that at nine o'clock in the morning. I know. I had half a bottle of Southern Comfort left, and I had it in my tea. <laughs> right. Anyway, terrible episode didn't get published. This week, it's going to be great, because we're doing all about James Bond. Yeah. And a lot of people love James Bond. But me and Jeff, we're not one of them people. We we hate James Bond. So we get a good old moan on a podcast. <laughs> Which is what everybody wants to hear. That's what you're here for. And I've got a great new feature. Ooh, stay tuned for that. Yeah. We're dropping I don't believe it. Yeah, we're dropping that. Yeah. Because I, I won too easily. Yeah, sure you did. Okay, yeah. so, what have you got to say about uh, the old James Bond? Well, um... I want to say how much I hate James Bond's jokes. Oh, go on then. I, I hate them too. I know what you're going to say, but go on and say it. I they're not jokes. They're not jokes. They're, they're, they're puns, at best. Well, not even... There's one that sticks in my mind where uh, uh, M, he gives him... Is that right, M? Q. Q. Alright. <laughs> you, you're talking um, about the quartermaster who gives him all the, all the gadgets? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, at some point he gives uh, he gives James Bond a pen that's a bomb, and so uh, he sort of demonstrates it by clicking the clicker and then throwing the pen at like a dummy, and then uh, it blows up, and then James Bond says no, then Hugh says oh don't say it James, but then James says the writing's on the wall, which it doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense whatsoever. And he's got that stupid, smug little smile on him. Yeah. And it makes it all the worse. Another, I think it's the same scene where uh, he's going through a gun and this is your exploding pen and this is your car with a grenade launcher in the light bulbs and stuff like this. And then yeah. James Bond goes up to us, well, it's clearly a sandwich, and goes, oh, and what's this? And she goes, it's a sandwich. Ugh. Stupid <laughs> joke. But, uh, I, I thought he's supposed to be a secret agent, you know, gathering <laughs> intelligence for the country, and he can't tell the difference between a cool gadget and a sandwich. <laughs> well, I was talking to my friend about James Bond, and I was saying, oh, I don't like him. But I can just about tolerate the new ones, because they're a bit darker and not as, like, wacky. And my, and my mate said, oh, but the new ones, they don't capture, uh, like the old ones, They've, they capture the British sense of humour. And I couldn't help but think, if that's the British sense of humour, no wonder everyone hates us. Yeah, but that's the thing, that's the old British sense of humour. You know, your 60s and 70s sense of humour, your carry-on sense of humour. Yeah. And you know what? You could easily make carry-on James Bond, couldn't you? And yeah. it would be awful, because I hate carry-on films, and I hate James Bond jokes. <laughs> and they're essentially the same jokes. Yeah, it's one... awful. I just, I sent you that link uh, for this, uh, it's like a gondola chase scene. Oh yeah, and James Bond is on the he's on a gondola, yeah. and then it's the most stupid bit. Wouldn't be much of a chase scene if he wasn't. And he's on the gondola, and then a baddie comes on a speedboat and yeah. chases him. And it turns out it's not a gondola; it's a speedboat. And he like oh. pushes a lever, and then off he goes really fast. And then he like cuts up this these people on this other gondola who are like they're kissing. Oh yeah. And he goes over their boat in the middle, and it like splits in half. And uh, they don't even notice. Yeah. And then he gets up to like the, the to the to the like the, uh, the town square. And then he calls another lever. Ah, oh, it's not. It wasn't a gondola, and it wasn't a speedboat. Now it's a hovercraft. <laughs> and it goes up onto the. And then he just starts driving around. And the and the guys can't chase him because they can't go on land because they're in a boat. And their boat is just a boat. 
So I don't understand. And he starts driving around in circles, right? I don't know why, but he starts going round and round the square, right? And all the people are watching. And I kid you not, a pigeon does a double take. <laughs> oh, God. I don't understand why... What, so, I mean, when were they first made, the James Bond films? Uh, first James Bond film was 1962. Who was the first James Bond? Uh, John Connery. But there was, right. but there was other... The books were before that, but yeah. the first film was 60. But when, uh, when Sean Connery stopped wanting to be James Bond, why did they say, oh, well, these films are so good, we need to get a new James Bond, and after that, another one, and another one. We've got to keep on going forever. Why didn't they say, oh, well, that's the end of the franchise then. Good. Let's quit while we're ahead. Yeah, true. And oh, why do, are they so drastically different as well? Like, oh, why are they constantly getting younger? I mean, the next yeah. James Bond, after Daniel Craig, is going to be a baby. <laughs> I, I saw something on the internet uh, where it was, uh, there was like a bet over who's going to be the new James Bond after this. And favourite was Will Smith. Will Smith? That quintessential English. <laughs> at first I thought, well, that sounds a bit stupid. But then I thought, but Will Smith as James Bond, I'd watch that. It'd be a bit different, at least. And he's not as, it's nowhere near as hateable as Pierce Brosnan. No. You know who would be the next James Bond, I guarantee it. Who? It'll be Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, yeah. Go, he's popular in the Harry Potter films, and he's such a great actor. Let's give him a suit. <laughs> the worst actor in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I guarantee it, it'll be him. I tried to watch The Woman in Black the other week, and uh, it was just so frustrating, because he was supposed to be playing this... It's like the guy who's lost his wife. But he's, 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 about, he's about 20. I think they meant to hire a grizzled old man. But instead they went, what about this this twat? He's trying to grow a little gay beard. It's horrible. And the woman in black is such a rubbish name. Such a cliche name. They might as well have called it the grey lady. It made me angry. Everything makes you angry. Yeah. You're the angriest hippie I've ever met. Here's the reason I hate James Bond. Yep. He's a twat. Yeah, yeah, yes. Right? His, this is a quote from the, the first book, right? Casino Royale. Okay, he walks into a bar, right? And he says, a dry martini, he said. One in a deep champagne goblet. Okay, first, off the... What is a martini? Off the bat, a dry martini is a knobhead string, right? <laughs> but then telling him, in that glass, right? <laughs> <laughs> Again, you've been an arsehole, James, right? But then the, the waiter goes, the, the barman goes, we oui, monsieur, right? But just as you turn around to pour the drinks, James yeah. Bond's not finished. Yeah. Right? Just a moment, right? And then he says, three measures of Gordon's, one of vodka, half a measure of Kila Line, shake it very well <laughs> until it's ice cold, then add a thin slice of lemon peel. Got it? <laughs> oh, don't go in and invent a drink. <laughs> I like how he always goes shake and not stir. That's that's how you make a martini. Yeah, in a little tumbler and like, you shake it. Seriously, if if ever someone came in and said to you, "I'll have a I'll have a dry martini, shake and not stirred," I think it'd be <laughs> quite within your right to slap him in the face and say, "I don't tell you how to murder people. Don't tell me how to make a drink." <laughs> I would be very tempted to say to halfway through making to say, "Oh, I'll leave the toilet. Excuse me, Mister." And then piss all the way to the brim in it, shake it up, and then serve him that. Yeah. But here's the thing, once he's invented this drink, right, he says all this crap, I want three measures of Gordon's, a measure of vodka, a measure of... Right? Yeah. This barber says, ah, certainly a drink. Yeah. Bond laughed. When I'm, uh, concentrating, he explained, I never have more than one drink before dinner, but I do like one to be very large and very strong and very cold very well made I hate small portions of anything particularly when they taste bad <laughs> this drink's my own invention I'm going to patent it when I think of a good name what an arsehole <laughs> what a dick what an arsehole imagine what the barman must have been thinking yeah. what a cock what a cock and this is by the way this is in the casino he's French as well so he'd have been thinking what a cock monsieur yeah do you get it? Yeah, I do. It's a French cuisine joke. Yes. <laughs> this, this guy, right? 
this is in a like a five star casino, and you go oh. in there telling them how to make a martini. I think <laughs> they know how to make a martini. <laughs> also, right, that's not like the only drink he has, right? Yeah. He's a proper alky. Yeah, he's constantly drinking champagne, isn't he? During the court, this is a this is taken from Wikipedia, right? Yeah. During the course of On Her Majesty's Secret Service alone, Bond consumes 46 drinks. <laughs> right? Yeah. And they're not, not like, he doesn't have like 46 cups of tea. Yeah. Right? He's got, let's have a look, some French wines I don't know how to pronounce. Pouli Fousset. Rick. I'd recommend not trying to pronounce it. Yeah. Just say French, French wine. Anyway, there's like four French wines. Right, most yeah. of a bottle of Algerian wine, some 1953 Chateau Morton, uh, along with uh, crumb champagnes and baby sham. Oh God, I thought that was a joke drink. <laughs> but then it goes on. He also drinks three bourbon and waters, half half a pint of <laughs> IW Harper bourbon. <laughs> Who drinks half a pint of bourbon in one sitting? I like those one guy who. Uh, I used to, when I used to play rugby, one time we went on tour and all the dads came. And uh, there was just one dad, and he must have been like 20 stone, and he used to drink like nothing I've ever seen before. And at one point, he was in the bar, and he said, I feel like a glass of wine. So we went up and ordered a wine, and they brought him in like a wine glass. And he said, oh, it doesn't look like much of a drink in that. Can you put it in a pint glass? So he put the wine in a pint glass, and he said, well, now it doesn't look like much at all. Can you fill the wine glass, the pint glass, to the full, to the top with wine? So he was just there in the pub drinking a pint of wine. And they, they didn't know how to charge him for it, so they had to go and get the manager and everything. It was mental. And this guy, my dad reckons, he got into the bar first thing in the morning and left when it closed. And he reckons he had 50 pints in one sitting. Yeah. Sounds... Yeah, but that guy was 20 stone, right? James <laughs> Bond's not 20 stone. And he's had, after the half pint of bourbon... He's also having a Jack Daniels, two double bourbons on the rocks, two whiskey and sodas, two neat scotches, one glass of neat whiskey, four <laughs> vodka and tonics, three double vodka martinis, right, two double brandies with ginger ale, a flask of Ensign snaps, double gin, and then he washed all that down, right, with four steins of German beer. <laughs> well, the, the annoying thing is, he's going to be getting in that night, and he'll undoubtedly end up pulling the mayors. How? How does he How? even stand up? Because he's going to be so, he's going to be so really drunk, and he's going to be telling their stupid jokes. How is he seducing all these women? I know. And here's the thing that I was going to make, right? Here's the point I'm trying to make with it, right? He's drinking all that, yeah? Yeah. Do the government maybe <laughs> suggest a healthy lifestyle for their <laughs> spies, right? I mean, he's, he's running down, you know, assassins and stuff. He's always on on the on the alert. Yeah. Maybe 46 drinks isn't. You're not on your A-game, I don't think, when watching out for assassins. Yeah. And this guy's not going to live past 40, right? All that beer. You know, he drinks 70 cigarettes a day, uh, smokes 70 cigarettes a day. How do you find the time to smoke 70 cigarettes a day? You must be doing a, literally finishing one off and then taking another cigarette. How many hours are you awake a day? Probably about 18? Yeah. Right, so how many cigarettes is that per hour? 70 divided by 18. That's three point. That's four cigarettes an hour. Four cigarettes an hour. Every fifteen minutes. Every fifteen minutes is lighting up a fag. Yeah. That's and yet it's been going for sixty years. Exactly. <laughs> not not just the um, not just the uh, the drink and the cigarettes though. <laughs> that's that's just reminded me. It's also uh, the drugs. You know, drugs. um, in Moonraker, again taken directly from Wikipedia, the font of all knowledge. <laughs> right. Um, in Moonraker, he takes amphetamines. Oh, really? Yeah. So, uh... I'm starting to like Accompanied by champagne, of course. <laughs> but speaking of drugs, uh, earlier on, I, uh, I was making a cup of tea, and I noticed that the sugar had run out, so I went to get into the cupboard to get a bag of sugar. And I noticed, on the side of the packet, it says, everything can be solved with a cup of tea. Which is... Fair enough, everything can be solved with a cup of tea. But when you think tea's a drug, you still think, is that... Would they allow that with, like, cigarettes and stuff? 
could cigarettes say everything can be sold with a carton of Marlboro? If they <laughs> think, did that... Be... I think they did back in the 50s, didn't they? I think that was their marketing campaign. <laughs> a line of coke and you'll be right as rain, sunshine. It's, it's, it, it, it's a bit surreal, I thought. Yeah, but that was like the outlook on life of drugs. When, like, uh, back in the day, uh, yeah. when like heroin was first discovered, it was like a cure-all. Everything can be cured <laughs> with a nice dose of heroin. So, you know, maybe one day they'll ban tea as well. Maybe. And there'll be riots. Drugs get a really bad press. But um, I often think, if you're a heroin addict, you've only got one problem, haven't you? Yeah, the heroin. It's the heroin's coming from. I've got loads of problems. I'm constantly going, oh, I ain't got any money. Oh, I need a job. Heroin oh. ain't got no money. Yeah, well, they don't care. They just want some heroin. They don't, they're not bothered about being unemployed. They just want a bit more heroin. So what you're saying is, you might take up heroin? Yeah, I think I'd be a happier person for it. Wow. Well, we'll, <laughs> we'll check back in next week, folks, and we'll see how Jeff's heroin is. <laughs> that could be the finale for next week's feature. What we'll do is, what next week's issue will be, uh, next week's episode will all be about rehab. <laughs> yeah. See, all these celebrities, they don't get unhappy until they get to rehab. Um, they tried to make, um, what's her name, go to rehab? Um, Amy, Amy Winehouse. What did she say? She said, she said no, no, no. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> oh, God, I'll get as bad as uh, James Bond for me crap jokes. <laughs> Where were we? We were talking about how, how uh, James Bond's a knobhead. Yeah, yeah. Not only is he a knobhead, he's also a homophobe. Is he? He is, yeah. Um, this is actually because the guy wrote it, uh, Ian Fleming. Yeah. He's a homophobe. Oh, is he? Well, here's a quote from Wikipedia. Fleming said that his books were, quote, written for warm-blooded heterosexuals. <laughs> right. His attitude went further, with Bond opinioning that homosexuals were, and here's the quote, a yeah. herd of unhappy sexual misfits, barren and full of frustrations. Well, that's annoying, because I've seen loads of gay people, and they all look really happy. Yeah, but it goes... You can't, you can't... They're not finished. It's not finished. Yeah. The women wanting to dominate, and the men to be nannied. Adding that he was sorry for them, but he had no time for them. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, so he was a dickhead, as well as James Bond. Yeah. Oh. Uh, James Bond is just, uh, just quoting all the authors... Yeah. prejudices. So it's not his fault then really? No, but, but everybody loves James Bond. He's a homophobic Does everybody fat. love James Bond? Well, he's very popular. Is he? Well, he's got like how many films? He's been going for like 50 years. I don't meet many people who say, oh, I love James Bond, me. Is it just... No I, one's assume, I assume he's very popular. Based on I... the fact that like I saw a box set of like every single James Bond film. And it was yeah. like 150 quid. Now, if people are paying that much money for for all the James Bond films... Had it been sold? Well, it was on the internet, so they must have had more than one. Oh, I don't. I just think everyone's indifferent to him. And so, because of the lack of public opposition, it just keeps on going. I'm not convinced. I th in fact, I think we should start a campaign to ban it. Read out, read out the email address, the podcast email address, and get people to um, email the support. I think it's laddinggeek at uh, gmail.com. Is that really what it is? Yeah. You made an email address for us, cool. Yeah. Ah. Do you realize, on, on the end of the Star Wars one, we told people to uh, to email in their impression of... Yeah, the we didn't tell them where to email it into, did we? Yeah. Then, could have then, had loads of people. But the prize was uh, half a bottle of Southern Comfort. You revealed you drank <laughs> tea last week. <laughs> That's true. So uh, it looks like you won the competition, doesn't it, Jeff? <laughs> yeah, well, I was the only entrant, as I recall. Yeah, that's because we didn't tell them where to send in the entries. <laughs> All right, well, they know now. They know now to send in their messages of support for the uh, banning of James Bond to uh, ladandgeekpodcast at gmail.com. We should have said that at the start. Let's get the admin out of the way now. Tell them what they can do to follow us on Twitter. Uh, they can go to Twitter, 
type in Jeff Badland and then you'll pop up and then click follow. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's your at address at? I don't know, I change it. You change it all the time? Yeah, because I think of funny things. I think it's, I think it's at Jeff Rayman, all one word, at the minute. Right. But that, by the time people hear this podcast, it won't be. Um, no. Mine is Robotic Ray- Phil. Um, oh. that, that's just constant. All right. People follow us. We we occasionally say funny things. <laughs> okay. Shall we uh have we got enough about James Bond yet? Uh no, there's I there's other reasons I hate James Bond. But do you wanna oh. do the future? Yeah, go on then. What's your future? Right, it's called Great British Libelry. Another pun name. <laughs> do you come up with the puns and then write the the feature around that or No no I didn't this I thought of the feature and then I tried to come up with a pun. Oh. Oh, it's relatively successful. Okay, cool. Uh, basically, the, f- the point of their uh, Great British Library is uh, we think of something libelous to say, and then we say it. Right, so... Because like, I was thinking, no publicity is bad publicity, right? Right. So if we get sued... We'll legal be in the newspapers. Yeah, exactly. Okay. More listeners. More listeners. We could do the broadcast from prison. Uh, prison special. Yeah. So, um, I've got one, and maybe, as I'm reading it out, you'd like to uh, think of something libelous to say. Okay. Right, okay. I, I've got pretty firm evidence that Donald Trump helped Jimmy Savile to commit paedophilia in the ASIS. Right. I'm certain that happened. <laughs> and uh, shall I read the email address out for the lawyers? <laughs> podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. You're not going to go further, it's just, you, you're just making claims, is that the feature? We just say something horrible about a celebrity? Yeah, I've got evidence, firm evidence, that he did. Go, okay, your turn. Um, I, I, I don't know. Um, I'm not really sure that we should be playing this game. <laughs> go on. This is, this, this is a, I'd like to say that Phil Silverwood has no affiliation <laughs> with Jeff Batman's feature. Go on, it'll be funny. <laughs> Imagine that in my face in the paper tomorrow as Donald Trump's been listening to this podcast. And he goes, what? Tell you what, if we got sued, right, would your first reaction be, Donald Trump listens to our podcast? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'd just be so happy that you, that someone listened to the podcast, someone, that you were you wouldn't care about the, the incident. <laughs> Who else don't we like? Pierce Brosnan. Oh, do I not like him because of James Bond, though? I wouldn't want to libel him wrongly. You, who don't we like? Well, I know several people you hate. Noel Edmonds. Noel Edmonds comes to the first at the top of the list. Well, I've, I have noticed something about Noel Edmonds. What's that? Since, since this Jimmy Savile thing came up, Noel Edmonds has been keeping pretty quiet. Are you suggesting that maybe he's guilty of a similar crime and is trying to keep his head down? Yes. That's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. You think Donald Evans is also a paedophile? Yeah. And that he and Jimmy Savile are getting help from Donald Trump? Yep. Wow. <laughs> Join us next week for more Jeff Goes to Prison. <laughs> I didn't have any plans for Christmas anyway. <laughs> right, go on then. Go on, you've got to have a little go. No, man, I'm not. Come on. I'm a nice person. I'm the nice one. That's how... What, what are you talking about? That's how this podcast works you're the dickhead you're conservative that's not nice what <laughs> all right but that's not even true that's libelous I'm <laughs> okay if you're not going to have a go let's talk about james bond again right. the, the the reason i hate james bond right yeah is when i was little quite like james bond because he's you know he's a man who shoots people and himself of airplanes and stuff. I used to fall for it as well. It's, it, that's exciting, right? Yeah. But then one day I'm sitting and I'm watching, I can't remember which one it is, but it's the one where he's got a car that turns into a submarine. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, it's with the one with uh, Ali Berry, isn't it? Yeah, um, no. No, it's older no. than that. It's one of the old oh. ones. Um, it's got a car anyway, it turns into a submarine. Yeah. And my mum goes, I hate James Bond. <laughs> uh, why? It's because of this car, submarine car. And, it, and then she, we watched the scene, and I realised that actually, yeah, 
it is rubbish. Because what happens is, he's got this car, and he drives off the pier, and it, it goes into the water, he presses the button, turns into a submarine. And he drives his submarine through the water, and then up onto the beach, like, on the other side of the sea, or wherever it is. Yeah. And he pulls up onto the beach, and there's these girls, they're like, sunbathing in bikinis. Oh, yeah. And he pulls up next to them, and he winds down the window. And they've like just watched him drive out the sea, obviously. Hmm. He winds down the window, and then he throws a fish out the window. <laughs> right. Now, the fish is massive, right? It's like a... If you caught this fish, you'd be proper proud of yourself. Big fish. Yeah. And, uh... For a fish of that size to get into the car while he was underwater, he would have drowned. Because there would have had yeah. to been like a, like a six-inch diameter hole in the side of his car. Uh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, that is stupid. So... That means that he obviously he's not dead. He's bone dry. <laughs> so the fish didn't get in. When Q said, "I've made a car that turns into a submarine," James Bond yeah. said, "Put a fish in the glove compartment." He's been carrying around an old fish. God knows how many weeks, <laughs> waiting for the opportunity to drive up onto a beach, just hoping there'd be bikini babes there so he could do his stupid fish joke. <laughs> what a cock. What a twat. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. Johnny English is a better film than any of the James Bond films. Johnny English, at least, is funny. Yeah. Cause it's got Mr. Bean in it. Yeah. Yes. And uh, he's he's funny. That's it annoys me when people call him Mr. Bean. What? That's his name. He's Blackadder. Sorry. Yeah. Blackadder's funny. Mr. Bean's just a man. A man. Oh, I've got to disagree with you here. Oh. Blackadder is funny. I will give you Blackadder. Out Black of Blackadder and Bean, Blackadder probably is the funnier. But Prob Bean is funny. No, it's not. Bean is a funny, funny, funny show. I always laugh at it. Again, it's like that old British humour. It's just a man walking around, falling over things, eating twigs instead of Marmite. It's... Oh, don't like it. There's that bit where he wears his turkey on his head. Yeah, but it's been the same routine for 20 years. But they're not making them anymore, are they? Well, he did it at the Olympics, didn't he? Oh, yeah. I'd much rather have seen Blackadder turn up at the Olympics. Blackadder's not quite the cultural icon of Mr. Bean is, though. But that, that's even more embarrassing. The one that the one of the most global British comedies ever is Mr. Bean. That's, that's who we use to represent ourselves to all the other countries. <sighs> yeah, James Bond and Mr. Bean. Yeah, Bond turned up with the Queen. With the actual queen. <laughs> Pushed her out of a helicopter. That was right. I want to know, what I want to know is, why is, why does everyone suddenly like the queen? Everyone hated her a couple of years ago. Why suddenly she, everyone in love with her? It was her birthday or something, wasn't it? It's a jubilee, wasn't it? Oh, that's a jubilee. Who cares about that? And who, who are these people that watched the royal wedding? Oh, I don't know. I was working I mean, that day, right? And um, yeah. when the royal wedding, and I was at work, and on my lunch break, I was like, oh, I'll go to the, I'm going to go to the cafe and get a sandwich. Yeah. And I walk in there, nobody in there. The, the streets are, it's like 28 days later, right, walking <laughs> through the high street, nobody around, right? I go into the cafe, there's just yeah. the woman behind the counter, what, who set up a television. She doesn't have a television, in the, there's no telly in the cafe. But on this day, there was, on the counter, yeah. where, you know, like, where the menu is. Yeah. Just on top of the menu, telly. And she's just watching the royal wedding going, oh, isn't it beautiful? No! Make me a sandwich! <laughs> but, I mean, weddings are boring anyway. Have you ever been to a wedding? I've been to weddings. So boring. And they take ages. Oh, this one took like six hours. This one time, right, we went to this wedding. Yeah. So like my mum's friend. Yeah. And uh, her daughter's getting married, so it's like this big fancy wedding. Like proper posh wedding. Poshest place I've ever been to. <laughs> right. And um, the, 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 the groom was Scottish. Oh, yeah. And so as we're walking around, it's like, oh, well, oh no, can you hear that? And so we're walking yeah. up towards the, uh, it was like in a big manor. Oh, yeah. And uh, we're walking, I go, oh, can you hear, can you hear that? So we're walking up the drive, oh, no, it's bagpipes, isn't it? <laughs> I think it is. We turn the corner, yeah, bagpipe, man. Oh, and we go, oh, oh, well. So we all take our seats, you know, wait for the service. And then, the, the you know, the vicar comes out, and then the the broom the, the bride walks down the aisle. Everything. The whole service bagpipes. 
didn't pause for a breath, this man. <laughs> and the, you know how long weddings are. They take forever. Yeah. And nobody likes bagpipes. Even Scottish people don't like bagpipes. <laughs> bagpipes is the worst instrument ever invented. <laughs> oh, awful. I don't know, how did they invent the bagpipes? Because you can't, you can't accidentally discover that if you shove six or seven pipes in random orders and blow into one of them and squeeze the little bag, it makes... Who discovered it? Man, mental people. The Scottish. And who was the first person to say, oh, well, I like, I like eating the lining of sheep's stomachs, but it tastes so much better if I just shoved in brain and offal. And <laughs> yeah. Like, nobody wants to eat offal. It's like, you, you eat the meat before you eat the offal, and then you're like, well, it's all we've got left, right? And I'd rather eat offal than starve. Yeah. Well, how do we make this offal taste nice? Because we don't want to eat the offal. We've got to eat the offal. It's not a choice. We have to eat offal. <laughs> well, let's try and make it taste nice. What should we do? How about we shove it inside other offal? <laughs> yeah, that's genius, that is. But have you noticed that all delicacies, all national delicacies, are disgusting? Yes. Like sheep's eyes, and even ours is like fish eggs. Fish Who's eggs. eating fish eggs? Raw fish eggs, yeah. Oh. Why, why bother? There's, like, there's a nice bit of cheese over there. And then there's yeah. like those, those other ones, which like the Japanese delicacy is that fish that'll kill you. Yeah. <laughs> the most poisonous food on the planet. Mm, it's a delicacy. Oh, I can't get enough. Mm. How many uh, James Bond films have you watched? I've watched a few, but they all sort of blur into one. The exact same hour and a half of my life, over and over again. It's one of them films where it's like, it's on when you go and visit your grandma. Yeah, it's always on an Easter. Yeah, and you go and visit your loved ones and you sit there and go, oh, let's, let's put Moonraker on. Oh, not mm. Moonraker. I tell you, it's, James Bond is good for 12-year-old boys and no one else. Because it's sort of like that, that pre-masturbatory sexual frustration. If you know I me, mean, where you like, you've not got an outlet. You just, you see a pair of boobs and you go, oh my god, they're amazing. And then you, you go to sleep. Twitching. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I think I guess I do. Yeah. It's so the weirdest prof- way of putting it in the world. <laughs> so they're for 12-year-old boys and no one, no one else really gives a toss either way. Like, right? I, I did enjoy him when I was a kid, these films. Well, yeah, exactly. Because, exactly. Like, Things explode, and when you're, like, you know, when you're ten, name one yeah. thing cooler than exploding stuff. I think exploding stuff's cool now. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing more cool than exploding stuff. But you know what James Bond does that lets himself down? What's that? He looks at the explosion. He looks at the explosion. He's supposed to walk away slowly. Slowly. <laughs> not even walk quick. Not even brisk. He's supposed to slowly walk away. <laughs> yeah. And he always breathes really heavily when there's an explosion as well. That's a total no-no. Yeah. And he never puts on a pair of shades afterwards either. No. And he doesn't talk like Arnie. What a twat. <laughs> uh, have you watched Breaking Bad? No, no, he asked uh, me that. Was, right. was, I was been watching it and there was the episode I watched, he like, he blew up a car. Oh. And he like put like a uh, paper and set on fire and put it into the uh, petrol line. Mm. And he yeah. walks away slowly, I'm like, oh, badass, walking away. And then he stops, turns around, and sits down waiting for the explosion. <laughs> no, no, that's not how you do it, man. He <laughs> should have hung around for at least ten minutes, inside the building, and then slowly paced away. Yeah, what you do is you, you walk slowly, and then it goes <laughs> behind you, and you're like silhouetted as you walk away. Yeah, and if he walked out and noticed the explosion wasn't going to happen, he should have walked back in. <laughs> it's totally wrong. The other way to uh, do an explosion is to stay inside the building when the bomb yeah, is about and to dive. And then dive out of a top story window. Yeah. Just as it explodes. Yeah, and do a parachute roll at the bottom. Yeah. That's always cool. Although I would prefer to do the uh, the walking away bit. If I had the choice. Yeah. I just suppose if you don't like heights, you don't want to jump out of a high window, do you? I don't mind heights, it just... It, just, I just, it doesn't... It looks good. But there's always like an air of relief about it. It's not cool. 
not as cool as explosion walking away. Yeah. That just makes you look like, what, explosions? I see them all the time, man. <laughs> yeah. I've seen one explosion, you've seen them all. I'm too cool for that. <laughs> exactly. When really, you know that they're going, they're walking away going, oh, I wish I could see this explosion. <laughs> explosions don't ever get, stop getting cool. That's true. You're just walking away going, oh, man. I wish I could see that explosion that's happening right now, right behind me. I can feel the heat of it. <laughs> and it almost blasted me off my feet. I had to steady myself while walking. Imagine how wound up you'd be if uh, you did that. You, the explosion happened behind you. You walked away slowly. And then you look around and you realise there's no one around to see you walking slowly away from that explosion. You could have looked and no one had known. Yeah. Oh, that would have been annoying. Because then when you tell the story, you're going to have to say, oh yeah, no, I, wasn't, I wasn't looking at the explosion, by the way. And then when you tell people that, they're going to be going, oh. He was totally looking. Yeah. They're going to be thinking, oh, he's just what James Bond dickhead. Uh, when I was on holiday, I went to uh, uh, Carlisle. And there's a shop there that sells, like, American American sweets and that. And uh, I saw it and I went, oh, brilliant. So I was wandering around and I saw all these names of things I knew. But I didn't know what they were. Like Twinkies. What's a Twinkie? Sorry? What is a Twinkie? You know, they're like, you know, like, chocolate roll things. The chocolate rolls? Yeah, basically. Oh, okay. Um, and, uh, I, I saw these chocolate bars. They were Willy Wonka chocolate bars. But exactly as they appear in the, the old film. They sell them in the sweet shop in town. Do they? Yeah, you know that pick and mix shop in the, in the shopping centre? Oh, yeah. They, they yeah. put them in there. Oh, cool. So I, I bought one. And uh, so I bought one of them, and I also bought uh, a bottle of Arizona iced tea, because I realised I'd heard of it millions of times, so I thought, oh. And it was in a glass bottle as well, so I thought, oh, that looks cool. Yeah, I bought those two things. Seven pounds. Crikey. I, I, but you are on holiday, and everything's expensive on holiday. But I just, I, I just picked them up and paid for them. Got out, I'd look at my change, and there's like, like 250 in that. I thought, whoa, that's mental. And I couldn't, I went back in and said, oh, please give me more money back. So, so I just bump it. was the wonky, Wonka bar any nice? It was, it's just chocolate. It's just regular chocolate, so not really worth £7. <laughs> and my sister, she bought one as well. And uh, so when I opened it, I found a golden ticket and I thought, oh, brilliant. Oh, you, did you go and see Wonka Chocolate Factory? No, no, no. I, re I discovered it was just a novelty thing. So oh, just... they all get one. My sister, she opened hers as well, and there uh, pulled out a golden ticket. I thought, hang, hang on a minute. Oh, that's a shame, because you, you didn't get to go to the, on the tour? No. Or no. maybe, like, you were just really lucky and you two got two of the five golden tickets. <laughs> yeah, Willy Wonka will be at his chocolate factory now going, where are they? What's going <laughs> on? Did you know that it's wallpaper? You, the the snozberries taste like snozberries. <laughs> and it's not even a real fruit. <laughs> that is a good film. But really creepy. Really creepy. Really creepy. <laughs> Have you ever been to the Cadbury World Tour? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's nothing funnier than annoying the, the tour guide by going, the snozberries taste like snozberries. And constantly <laughs> asking where the where the uh, umphalumpas are. Because they get it like a thousand times a day, right? They must, <laughs> but being that guy, all the way around the around going, can, can I eat the, the floor? Is everything in this room edible? And they say, no. No, it isn't. <laughs> Machinery. Then, you know, you need Bourneville. Yeah. You know, you're not allowed to buy alcohol there. What, at all? No, because it's formed by Quakers. Because Cadbury was a Quaker. And they, they were going to build, like, Tesco's there. But uh, some Quakers opposed it because they were going to sell alcohol. So can you go, if you live in Bourneville? Yeah. Can Which you, people, can people you, live you have to drive alcohol. down the road to get alcohol and then bring it back to your house? Yeah. There's no, like, corner shop. Yeah. That's rubbish. Yeah. But like in this day and age, there are people who live there who don't work for Cadbury's. So they, they must be really annoyed. Although Bourneville would be a cool place to live. Well, right sort of a shop factory. Yeah. You see the Umpalumpas all the time. <laughs> Do you think you'd ever get annoyed there? You'd ever get bored with the smell of chocolate first thing in the morning? Never. Really? Sometimes I have chocolate for breakfast. Yeah. I've never understood these people who say, oh, I can't eat chocolate in the morning. Why, you swine? You know when people say, oh, I ate too much chocolate? No such thing. <laughs> yeah. Or when people, what always gets me is when people, like, they, they eat something, 
They say, oh, that, yeah. that, you, you, you got some chocolate or some sweets or something, and yeah. you eat them. And they say, oh, did you like them? And they say, oh, too sweet for me. Oh, no, yeah. Which is the best uh, flavour? No, I, I, I don't like too sweet things. Uh, like, um, like toffee apples. Like, apples are delicious, but if there's one thing that makes something taste less sweet, it's covering it in solid sugar. It's just like, you get through the toffee, and then you get to the apple, and it just tastes bitter. I don't understand who are these people that say, you know, I really feel like a toffee apple. And these places at the seaside that sell nothing but rock, how do they say in business? <laughs> Who's ever uttered the phrase, you know what I really feel like right now? Some rock. Rock is one of those things you go to the seaside, you buy. You don't buy it for yourself, you buy it and you give it to your friends when you get yeah. back. And then and they, they don't eat it. Not rock. Yeah, it just sits in the fridge for months. Well, until what gets me is the thing that you go, the same shop also sells something that you eat there and then, which is candy yeah. floss. Yeah. Which is literally sugar spun into a thread. You know those uh you get those like this they're shaped like dummies but they're just red like sugar. Yeah. You know them? Yeah. Have you ever seen those ones uh, that shape like knobs and boobs? Yeah yeah. Who's buying them? I know. Because that's that's funny for about thirty seconds when you're nine. Yeah. Yeah. Every second after that it's just those shops, those like crappy shops. Co uh, candy floss, right? I was like, yeah. well, it's called Candy Plus, but we don't use the word candy in England. <laughs> yeah. But I thought it must be like uh, from America, right? Yeah. It must be like an American, the, the, the American area. They don't call it Candy Plus <laughs> over there either. <laughs> they call it cotton candy. So it's That's the right. that calls it Candy Plus, and it's the only time we ever use the word candy. I don't think it's, it sort of shows the simplicity <laughs> of them as a nation, calling it cotton candy. It's like the same as, they call autumn fall. That just shows the simplicity of them. It's a bit like them calling summer warm, <laughs> hot, winter, winter, slightly cooler. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, we're approaching the snow season. Buy <laughs> some boots. <laughs> yeah, there are some Americanisms that really annoy me. But we won't get into that. We won't open the, the racist barrel. <laughs> Do you know what James Bond's, like, title was? Mr. No. Mr. James Bond? No. Wasn't Mr. Doctor? Nope. Professor? Nope. Reverend? Nope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's the murdering Reverend. <laughs> you, see, you get these warrior monks, don't you? Like the Knights Templar, they're all reverends. No, they're not, they're priests. Yeah. They're... Hmm? No, he was a commander. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Commander Bond. I'd love to be called Commander. I just don't want to go into the Navy. That, that is a cool title. I mean, the only way to get that title is to be in the Navy and be really good at it. <laughs> I like they say, do you want to be promoted to General? No. No. What? Why? You're the best soldier we've got. I'm a Commander. Yeah, Commander sounds better than General. What if we promote you to General, but we just call you Commander anyway? Yeah, alright. But yeah, Commander is the best. Although, when I get my Masters, I am going to make you everyone refer to me as master the master the master of arts the master of art it kind of sounds like the worst villain in a cartoon ever like a re like doctor who yeah. where we go ah oh, the master master of what art <laughs> all right okay it doesn't sound quite as good because uh, at the end of this year you're all gonna have to refer to me as the bachelor but that doesn't sound anywhere near as good. So I'm sort of being forced to do a master's. Yeah, and then you're going to have to go and do a... You've got to go and get a doctorate if you're going to force us to call you by your title. It sounds hard, though. Of course it's hard. <laughs> I don't just give them out willingly. It's like chocolate. They go, yeah, hey, have a doctorate. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm satisfied with master. Master does sound quite cool. It's not as cool as doctor. <laughs> Would you rather have sex with a dog-faced woman or a woman-faced dog? Um, that's a very difficult one. It'd have to be a dog-faced woman, because then at least you're at least it's, you're having sex with a woman and not a dog. <laughs> I suppose, but it wouldn't be particularly. Oh, what 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 would you go for then? Um, what I'd do is. Uh, to chop the head off the woman and chop the head off the dog 
and then I'd stitch them together, and then have sex with the dog. <laughs> a dead dog. <laughs> and I'd make the woman watch. She's dead. She just chopped her head off. No, oh, yeah. but I'd, I'd make sure her eyes are open and she's facing my way. <laughs> That'd really get me going. Uh, would you rather have nipples for eyes or eyes for nipples? Do I keep? Does the other one stay the same or do they swap? No, they. Like if I've got nipple eyes, does that just mean I've got no eyes? Yeah, you've got no eyes. Well, then I'd have eyes on my chest, wouldn't I? And then my regular eyes on my head as well. That'd be weird. Whereas <laughs> well, nipples I'll... for eyes wouldn't be weird in this moment. <laughs> <laughs> right. Would you rather have... Like, uh, if you had or... nipples for eyes, right? Everyone's going to go look at that man with the nipples for eyes. If you had eyes where your nipples are, you just put it in a t-shirt, no one would know. <laughs> yeah, what about when you go to the beach? Just... Wear a bikini. <laughs> Would you rather have five dicks instead of fingers, or one finger instead of a dick? One finger. So then, if I've got the one finger dick, does that mean my hands are just stubs? Do I still keep... No, no, no. You can have your fingers. Right. You've also got a finger instead of a dick. Oh, I, don't, I honestly don't know. I'd, what, I'd rather have neither, to be fair. So you, you, you chop off your dick? Um, you'd have to, you'd have to go with finger dick, wouldn't you? But how would you go to the toilet? Oh shit! Imagine that in a fight, if uh, someone's pushing you around and you go, "Well, I'd like this," and you point at him, and then you start weeing. Yeah, but you couldn't do anything. Imagine typing on your computer with your weird fingers and penises. <laughs> Imagine, right, you know that thing where you make a cup of tea, and then you pick up the cup, but the cup's hotter than you thought it was going to be, and it goes oh. really hot on your fingers? Yeah. Now imagine that's your dick. Would you get, like, finger erections? You know when you're, like, when you're walking with a hot cup of tea, and you, like, stub your toe, and you spill scalding hot tea all over your fingers? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Would you have to have, like, balls on your wrists? Because I look weird. <laughs> I don't know, this is your scenario. <laughs> Alright, right. Well, If you could replace one of your body parts with an animal's body part, oh, yeah. what would you want? Um. Um. Whew. I'm trying to think of one that there isn't a downside for. Like the eyes of a hawk. Yeah. That'd be right. But no, I think you need to replace one body part, which means you have one regular eye and one oh. hawk eye. Oh, that's not fair. Yes, you can't have wings, because then you have one wing. The heart of a lion. The heart of a lion. <laughs> <laughs> Is that just so that people could call you Jeff the Lionheart? <laughs> That'd be cool. Well, what about you? I don't know. I was thinking about it. You'd have to go with something practical. The knob of a horse. Yeah, but then if you had a boner, you'd pass out. <laughs> Yeah, but then people would be going, oh, what's up with this guy? He's passed out. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God, he's got a two-foot penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also, I mean, it's so they... much better than now, where they say, look at that guy with the one-foot penis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <sighs> also, if you had the horse's penis, you wouldn't be able to wear shorts anymore, would you? I'd, I'd make a point of wearing shorts. <laughs> you would make a point of wearing speedos everywhere you go. Really tight speedos. <laughs> What's that? Why are you wearing that scarf for, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> well, what would you pick? Um, I don't know. Um, maybe some kind of like, uh, like those um, animals that can like eat anything. Like one of their stomachs. So I could just eat whatever I wanted. Oh yeah. <laughs> Seems a bit of a waste. You know, the ones that like, it's like lizards and stuff that can like eat poison. Yeah. It's only, uh, really hard to assassinate me then. That's true. But then just don't do anything to make people want to assassinate you. But it's all part of my five year plan. Alright. When I'm ruling the world, people are going to yeah. want to assassinate me. I'm going to be an evil dictator. That's true. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of anything that would be good to have. 
uh, it replaced with an animals, to be honest. You really put through a spanner in the works by saying you can only have one. <laughs> exactly. Because otherwise I'd like to replace my wings with the wings of a massive, massive bird that doesn't exist. Alright. Alright, I see your point. I can't have wings, that's what you're trying to say, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. Or like, really fast legs or something. Because you can have like one kangaroo leg, but then you're not going to be able to walk. If you had one right. human leg and one kangaroo leg. And you wouldn't be able to find trousers that fit. True. Would you rather have sex with a sheep but nobody know about it? Or not have sex with a sheep but everybody in the world thinking that you had sex with a sheep? Uh And that's everybody in wor the world, including your friends and family. And, and no matter how much you like protest and say, no, I didn't... No. They, they're all, they're they're convinced well, that you did. All I'm hearing is that you had sex with the sheep. Everyone agrees. And and no one believes you. Yeah. You'd have to have sex with the sheep and not let anyone know about uh, it. I can't believe you just said that on film. On right on record. So what would uh, you what, what, what's your answer then? Bear in mind that you do have sex with sheep, so I'd have sex with the sheep and then tell everyone about it. <laughs> film it and put it on Facebook. <laughs> just I don't think Facebook allow that sort of thing. <laughs> All right, let's see a point. Okay, thank you very much for listening to the uh, Lad and Geek podcast, hate the name, with me, Jeff Badland. Goodbye. Brilliant, thanks for that. Do you want to... And Phil. And Phil, brilliant. Thanks. <laughs>